Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comic Book Talk, where we talk about everything in comic book entertainment, movies, shows, comic book artists, and authors, you name it. I'm your nerdy host, Nigel Suarez. Comic books are filled with great stories and art. The art is what people mainly pay attention to, but the story is where the meat and potatoes are. That's where the mind of the comic book author comes in. Today, we're going to talk about my guest history in comic book writing and what led him there. And later, we could talk about his upcoming comic book. My guest is Kyle Scher from Oklahoma. Usually publishes his comics to tapas.io slash Kyle J. Share. Now we welcome Kyle Share to the show. Hey, Kyle, thanks for coming. Hi, thanks for having me. All right, uh, so we could get to it. Uh, uh, well, uh, comics have sort of been. Oh, wait, 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 wait I, I got it. Sorry. Oh, I should tell you, I'm going to be asking questions. So. Okay, apologies. All right. <laughs> it's, it's all right. So, um,. Was comic book writing your dream, or was there another path you wanted to go on? Uh, it, it's kind of been my dream. Uh, it took me for a long time to figure out that it was comics that I always wanted to do. Um, my parents will tell you that I wanted to be a writer since I was like six or seven. I told them randomly when I was in a, a car ride from our local Olive Garden back home. It was completely random. I just decided I want to be a writer. Um, but uh, comics was something that I it kind of surrounded me for a very long time. And it, I really fell in love with it. Uh, and then it took me time to realize, no, comics is what I want to write. It's not a book or a film or TV that I want to write. No, it's comics. And uh, starting uh, pretty much my uh, my late first semester uh, in second year of university, my focus became entirely writing comic scripts. Uh, and so, so what eventually inspired you to start? doing comics um well uh it's kind of multiple factors um i'll I'll try and boil it down a little bit but uh what 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 inspired me um pretty much was the versatility of the medium you can kind of do anything with with comics there is uh, there is a budget per se in uh, in pain, everybody in, in uh, involved in the production from colorist to writer to artist and so forth, but there is no limits in terms of production uh, sort of uh, budget. So you can have, you know, it's sort of like how uh, uh, George R. R. Martin uh, talked about when he came up with a song of ice and fire that uh, he created that book series out of frustration with uh, working in TV that uh, that he was so often limited by budget. So he created something that was unfilmable. Of course, now they've made a Game of Thrones uh, TV series, but this was back in the 80s. Uh, and so uh, th- that sort of thing of you can do anything. You can, you can tell a very personal story about uh, a guy w- working through alcoholism, uh, or you can tell a story about a, a space war. You can tell a story about, you know, a, some distant far off traveler in some unknown world. You can do anything with comics because it's limitless. Uh, and you do not have to worry about your CGI budget or your actor's budget or what have you. 
it's limited by you and your artist's imagination. Uh, and then the the one of the other reasons was just that the effectiveness of uh, panel layouts as a storytelling medium has really fascinated me ever since I got really serious about doing comics. Uh, and I I entirely wrote an essay back in. Uh, uh, my third year, I think it was, of university, uh, about uh, how panel layouts actually affect emotion, uh, and just coming to understand the visual language of comics allowed me to really hone in and why this is my favorite medium uh, for creativity is because how it can affect you and how much the reader has control over pacing just as much as the writer and artist. It's a very unique medium that not a lot of people take notice of. So speaking about your college in your about page, you talk about going to the UK for your degree. Tell me how you got to that decision of going there. Uh, well, it's kind of complicated so I'll, I'll boil it down uh basically uh when i was looking to go to college uh or uni as the brits would call it uh i ran into a difficult situation here in america where i noticed that a lot of things were focusing on english lit and stuff like that and i wanted a creative writing degree and creative writing degrees are uncommon they're not unheard of in america they're just uncommon uh and uh in order to do that i would have to go way out of state uh to uh, other other colleges like in new york or chicago and uh those places are super expensive and then beyond that in uh, american college systems you have the fourth year yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, you have four years of, uh, of uni, but your first year is kind of like math, science, etc. Sort of repeats of high school to make sure you're worthy to continue on to your actual degree. Uh, English uh, schools in particular, uh, Scottish schools are different, but uh, English schools, uh, they what they do is they skip that your first year is immediately into what your degree is about. And creative writing was a separate subject from English Lit, uh, which appealed to me far more. Plus, as someone who uh, believes that uh, world experience aids in your ability to write, uh, experiencing a new culture, it going to another country, and sort of being independent for the first time in my life and also uh, being so far from home, I thought was going to aid in my ability to write stories. Great. So making that big move, what was going on inside your head? Uh, fear. <laughs> lots and lots of fear. Um, but uh, I was able to sort of persevere through it. Um, and uh, I, I found a lot of friends along the way and uh, had some really great teachers. And uh, my 
initial awkwardness and uncomfortability with a new culture um like as much as as much as uh, uh you know the uk is very similar to the us uh in terms of uh, certain things they're also very different um it's kind of this weird thing where it's similar but just different enough to be noticeable uh, because it's still part of Western society, so it still has a lot of the creature comforts you're used to. Uh, but having friends and having teachers that that sort of help me through my awkwardness and uh, and sort of uncomfortability over time, uh, it was it just became normal to me. But yeah, a lot of fear. <laughs> So overall, was the experience at the UK University good? Oh, absolutely. Um, honestly, I, you know, they, they always say that university is going to be your, you know, the, the best time of your life until you like you get married or have a kid. Uh, and I'm not married, nor do I have a kid. So for now, anyway, my university experience was the best time of my life. That's right. So I read in your about page that you joined the university's comic book society how did you get into that <laughs> uh, so the comic book society uh of the university of winchester was kind of this weird small group of individuals that i end up joining haphazardly i always knew i wanted to join it uh, and they have this thing called Freshers Fair. Uh, Freshers is, is sort of what you're called when you're in your first year. Uh, and the, the Freshers Fair is sort of where all the societies or sports teams come to recruit you. Uh, and I was looking for the comic book society uh, sort of uh, table and I could not find one for the life of me. So I asked one of the uh, volunteer helper students people and they, they said uh, that they didn't have a table, but they knew that a representative was wandering around. They would try and find her. Uh, and I was like, okay, cool. So I, I stuck around for a bit. They finally got her. It's, uh, she told me that there's a meeting in like two weeks, but they failed to fill out the forms to get the table. So uh, that's why they don't have a presence, but she's wondering about trying to recruit people. So I end up two weeks later at the society meeting uh, and uh, it's this big quiz thing, which be, sort of began a tradition that I would carry on um, where the first, uh, the first session of, of every year of the society or hell every semester was a quiz. Uh, of like random comic book knowledge and there was only like five members uh, and uh, most of which I'm still really close friends with and uh, over time uh, as, as, as the year went on uh, elections for new society members came into being and well in order for the society to survive uh, everybody in the society kind of had to take a role uh, and so I, due to my own sort of loud mouthness about comics and uh, love of the medium, uh, inadvertently ended up in the leader role. Uh, but no, I 
that society was really something special. Uh, it, it, it was super small, but we all had a great time. And I and I tripled the the, the amount of attendance uh, during my tenure to like fifteen members. Some of which who would show up every session, some of which who would not. But uh, it, it was it was just a wonderful gang to be around uh and uh, a lot of them are like i said still my really close friends and matter of fact uh one of my best friends actually became the new leader of the society and uh uh, and one of my other best friends uh his girlfriend at the time now wife uh was the social sec uh so uh it's quite an interesting quick i think of uh of the society sort of merging with my real life so you became a leader that's 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 really interesting uh was did that comic book society help you in your perspective in writing comics certainly um because everybody there had you know when you it's it's kind of complicated human beings are inherently complicated uh you know you you get three people in a room and you ask them a question uh and you're probably gonna get five different opinions uh you say how do you get five opinions from three people well some people have very different opinions from others uh so you have what what started out as something really small with no more than five people to eventually roughly 15 people and you have a lot of opinions on comics, uh, a lot of different starting points, a lot of different uh, perspectives on characters. Some people prefer to indie comics. Some people prefer the big two. Some people don't like the movies. Some people like the movies. You know, you, you have very different sort of uh, opinions. And uh, while I was the leader and I did a large majority of the talking, I would open up the room for debate. I actually, I actually had an entire segment called the debate section where we, I would just pose a question and I would want the room to talk about it. Uh, and it was often comic book related stuff. Uh, and sometimes it was like heady things like is, is Iron Fist legacy kind of racist or it could be something silly like you know who would win in a fight you know uh so it was just what is uh you know what is people's opinions i wanted to gauge that and everybody had so so differing opinions it was quite amazing and it kind of opened my eyes on what people want in comics because i'm very much a uh introverted creature so a lot of my uh opinions on what comics make uh well technically some of some people agree and uh on a pure on a purely uh comic book technical level uh some of the mechanics of what i prefer in storytelling is uh is considered good storytelling some of it is not I'll, I'll be honest, but that's my own preference for storytelling. That so why why don't we move into your your comics? Why don't we talk about that? Okay. Was when did you feel it was right to publish your your write and publish your first comic book? Well, uh, when I uh, graduated, 
uh, I was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place of where do I go? Uh, and the the existential peril of every college student. Uh, and uh, a lot of my teachers uh, had suggested, you know, get an artist uh, and try and get something out there. Uh, as the great Brian Michael Bendis once said, you can only prove that you are, uh, and sort of break into the comics and prove that you're good at comics by making comics. I know that seems sort of antithetical, but he is right. Uh, so there's this weird thing in the comic book industry where you can only prove yourself and only break in by doing the very thing that you want to do. So you kind of have to do it yourself. And so it just became a long, arduous process of finding an affordable artist or an artist that was willing to work pro bono uh, with like uh, me doing additional work for them uh, in some sort of capacity, which is what I ended up doing. Uh, I found an Italian artist uh, named Flygor. That's his pseudonym. Uh, and he was willing to take me on as sort of his as assistant where I would answer his emails and uh, handle his like day-to-day -day scheduling stuff while he did the art. Uh, and he was kind of a, a sort of three-in-one package because he was he was awesome but uh he was willing to do the art do the coloring and do the lettering uh which is kind of rare uh that you can find a, a sort of multi-package artist but uh it was quite helpful in the fact that i didn't have to go to multiple people and pay them uh so yeah that so you got lucky yeah <laughs> that 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 was where that's where uh sort of me creating comics came from was i'm desperate i need to prove myself so well let's do this now <laughs> uh, <let's... laughs> okay so was the dark style of your comics always your go-to in writing stories um i would say so yes um so in in writing stories for years, I have always focused on uh, stuff that I felt to be human stories. Um, my, my 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 sort of go to statement uh, uh, mission statement is that you can make any story believable as long as it has a human face. Uh, so. Uh, you can tell you can tell a story about some sort of time traveling space war uh, of you know immense proportion, but as lo as long as you provide a believable character, maybe the main character is you know a uh, you know a family man who's ran into issues where his wife is on the other side of the war, and now he has to deal with that. That provides a human face to what seems like an outlandish fantasy sci-fi type uh, ideal. So um, I, I enjoy dark stories. It's what I've always enjoyed. Um, and uh, oftentimes a lot of personal stories can be quite dark. Uh, even in the most happiest of people, their life is not always perfect. Uh, and I'm always interested in that aspect. You know, uh, one of my favorite characters, sort of mainstream characters, uh, would be uh, the Marvel character Daredevil. And uh, 
you look at the face of him and you look at a guy who, uh, you know, was blinded and then goes about being a superhero and it seems kind of ridiculous, but then you dig into the character and you realize he's got depression. He's got uh, this weird Catholic guilt about him where he believes everything, the entire world has to be held up on his shoulders. And you have a man who crumbles over uh, under his own weight of mental issues and that provides a very dark but very human story you know to quote brian michael Bendis again you read daredevil to watch a man's life fall apart so that's where i came from was tell human stories and sometimes human stories can be quite sad Okay, so you're writing a new comic book, and um, what can, what can you tell us about that? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm working on a uh, uh, on a documentary series uh, called the 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 Obstruction of Justice: The True Meaning, uh, and there it was a crowdfunded documentary. Uh, and uh, as part of that, they offered a a novel called uh, "The Five Ways to Combat Recidivism," which I'll, I'll explain in a minute. And uh, because I was brought on board, and uh, some other people were brought on board, including Daisy Washington, who kind of set this up, was uh, she? She's an illustrator, and I'm a writer. Uh, and it became it evolved into a comic, and uh, it's going to be five issue miniseries. Uh, each issue focusing on something to fight uh, recidivism, and recidivism is a is sort of a uh, situation in which uh, ex convicts are sort of forced into reoffending uh, by a criminal act and then being put back into jail and the cyclical nature that uh, th- that causes that and we're analyzing the social political and uh, at times racial uh, issues that cause uh, racism in the United States to be so high at 77 percent All right, so, um, you're ex- what what audience are you hoping to pull in with this story? Um, well, with uh, with the crowdfunding, uh, people uh, getting it first, um, you know, obviously the people who backed it, uh, back to the documentary. But uh, as far as uh, additional publication plans, that that's all on my. Uh, you know, my producer, my director, and uh, and everybody involved in the documentary. Uh, I'm just the writer. So, so you have, so you have no, you have no say in, you have no say in that. Uh, I You're have just hoping for an audience. Yeah, I I have sort of a say, but they're they're the chiefs, and I'm sort of just the the guy who writes. Um, uh, uh, it, it's okay. my it's my preferred uh, uh, sort of uh, role in things. Anyway, I don't I don't like taking charge if all at right. all possible. But well, um, well, thank you for thank you, Kyle, for sharing your story and history. Mm-hmm. It was great finding about the history of a comic book writer. But that's all the time we have. But before I let you go, 
one question I ask everyone is, uh, who's your favorite favorite comic book character? Uh, that would be the question. Uh, specifically, the uh, version of the question asking in DC Comics, uh, written by the late, great Denny O'Neill and drawn by Dennis Cowan. That's that's a great choice. Uh, again, if you want to check out his stuff, you can check him out at tapas.io slash share, and you can support him at his Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash share. Thank you for coming, Kyle, and thanks for tuning in on kpcradio.com. <laughs>